true relaxation has more to do with a state of being in your body where you have freedom. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. So, Jason, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Kicking off, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you found your way to Sistema in the first place. Well, ever since I was young, I had a keen interest in martial arts. Uh, I'd spent an uh, early part of my life living in South Korea for three years, where uh, sports like Taekwondo are quite popular. Uh, so I started with that and had been in it for quite some time, about uh, 20 years, and uh, really enjoyed it. I liked the physicality of it, uh, the work, you know, the competitions, and the, you know some of the combative aspects of it. Um, but I have to admit, really... Uh, the type of training we did, it felt more like exercise uh, than anything that was much bigger than that. And I did find myself uh, often asking, you know, if I really had any confidence in my ability to use uh, what I'd learned. And uh, I think the honest answer was no. Uh, so I had been looking for something else. And one day I happened to have been in a, a bookstore or, you know, some place that sold magazines. And I was flipping through a copy of Black Belt magazine. Uh, and saw the advertisements for uh, Vladimir's DVDs. Uh, and of course, you know, it, it pops out at you right away, you know, Russian Spetsnaz secrets and knife disarming. And I thought, well, that sounds really cool. <laughs> uh, so I thought, you know, I, I haven't done any knife work before. You know, it was pretty much uh, all of traditional Olympic style Taekwondo that I'd done. Uh, so I ordered the DVDs. And at the time, it didn't sink into me that he was in Toronto, uh, which is where I was living at the time. Uh, a few days later, a package arrived in the mail, and I saw the return address. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, well, what did I order from Toronto? I had expected, you know, something as uh, kind of grand in my mind as Sistema was to be located either in a Moscow or a New York or a much bigger center than Toronto. Uh, so I opened the box, and the DVDs were in there, as well as the flyers for the school. And I thought, wow, this is cool that he's so close. And I watched the the DVDs, and the next day I went up to try a class, and uh, I really loved it. Uh, I mean, a lot of the guys that are around there, Terry and the twins, uh, you know, I met them the first day, and uh, it was unlike anything I'd ever done before, and I was hooked on it from the first day. What was the uh, what was your experience walking in, and uh, how did it differ from the years of Taekwondo training that you'd done? Uh, it, it was a lot less formal. Uh, so there was no bowing. Uh, you know, the structure of the class was uh, much more free-flowing. Uh, the big difference was right from the start, there was a lot of contact. There was pushing, there was wrestling, there was hitting. Uh, and previous to that, in the Taekwondo, you know, it was always kicking pads. And you do things that look pretty cool and look nice. Uh, but we hadn't had a lot of experience, you know, actually making contact with each other unless we were fully geared up, you know, head protection, chest pads and things like that. So it was quite a, a shock, I guess. Uh, not unpleasant, but uh, to actually start getting hit uh, without any kind of protection uh, to see what you actually could do with that. Uh, it was quite invigorating. That's an interesting, uh, it's a very, very short path from the Vlad DVDs or videos. Uh, quite a few people have had the same story, right? And yeah. I, I did a whole bunch of years of Aikido and then kind of felt that it was a bit lacking. And I wasn't, uh, not that the style was lacking, but that my ability was lacking, right? Um 
and started looking around for other things and ordered the Vlad VHS tapes at the time when I was in London and started watching those and being like, well, where is this guy? And, and then managed to find a guy in London who was teaching, you know, in the basement of a pub. And, and but then it took another three years before I actually met Vladimir after moving over here. But you basically ordered the DVDs, watched them and said, oh, he's right here in Toronto and just went straight to school. <laughs> well, that, that's exactly it. And I think what impressed me the most about what I saw in the DVDs was um, how smooth everything was. It seemed to be very connected and very flowing. It wasn't, you know, a collection of individual moves. Um, just to, to watch how comfortably, how fluidly he moved, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Uh, you know, in traditional martial arts, you know, you throw a certain move and then you kind of back off, and uh, there's a lot of choppiness to it. Um, it was just amazing, you know, the precision with which he worked. But also the thing that really sank into me was how calm he looked as he did all these amazing things that I really couldn't even imagine doing uh, after 20 years of martial arts training. <laughs> mm. yeah, that's an interesting thing, because I think if you've, if you've trained for a while in a martial art to, to any level, right, and then you watch something like that, it, I, I've talked to other people like this, people who have trained who have experience, and also people who have come out of the military who have you know, really fought. They see Vlad's work, and they, and they instantly know the, the quality of it, right? They're like, wow, this guy stays calm, and he's improvising under pressure, and the movements are smooth, and that's why they look fast, and they understand that. But to a lot of other people, they, they can't see that, and that smoothness and that calmness and that almost nonchalance of, of, of the movements of somebody who really masters the stammer makes it look kind of fake. Have, have you had experiences with friends, maybe, from Taekwondo or from other martial arts who, after you got into this, you're like, oh, look, you need to see this and take a look, and then had them kind of be really resistant based on the things that they're not seeing. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I haven't really had that kind of direct experience myself. Uh, most of the people that I've shown this to, either through demonstrating myself or, you know, I've passed on clips of the videos, um, they've always been quite impressed by it. Um, but I think they kind of think it's almost otherworldly, sure. yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, beyond uh, what's possible mm -hmm. for them. Uh, so there have been a few people who I've been able to bring into classes and have really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, for whatever personal reasons, they have a lot going on. They don't all stick with it. Um, but I don't think a single one of them has walked away, you know, from doing a class without being like deeply impressed uh, with what they've seen. Yeah, there's a definite dividing line between people who have felt Sistema and people who have seen it, right? Yeah. It seems like, and, and unfortunately, it's hard to get people to see, feel things through the internet, right? At the moment. Yeah. That's, that's a definite downside to things, the way that it's shared. Well, especially a little bit with strikes, right? If you look at like a traditional Taekwondo strike, the movement's usually pretty big. There's a lot of body movement in it and a lot of obvious tension. Uh, so when you show the short work strikes on a video, uh, it just doesn't sink in for most people who are used to, uh, to larger strikes. Uh, but when you give them just a little bit, you know, a little bit of a hit in the stomach and they don't see any movement from you, but they feel the impact of the strike, it usually doesn't take much more than that to convince them. Yes, that's, that's an interesting thing is that I think we tend to associate power with, with the visible uh, pattern of tension, right? If somebody has like big shrug shoulders and the, and the arms are held really stiff and then you hit somebody, they're like, oh, that guy's powerful and that's strong and that would have been a hard hit. Whereas if it's kind of like a little clip and it's extended outwards from the fist and bashes people in the face, 
then people assume that it's not very hard. But even in boxing and MMA, I've seen you know people like Anderson Silva knock people out with just a little flick of a, of a heavy fist coming out with the right timing. Yeah. And then often the commentators, it's amazing to me, will say like, oh, that guy must have been just really tired because that kind of strike couldn't have knocked him out, right? And I'm screaming at the TV like, no, you don't understand what he just did. That was genius, you know? But, yeah. And there's an aspect of that, right? So if you, if you really get that mastery at like Muhammad Ali level of boxing or, you know, that kind of you know, Mayweather, you know, you, you can, you can see this relaxation coming at the high level of athletics across the board, I think, but it's amazing how people, I think they want to see the tension and the anger and the aggression. If it's not there, they don't understand how that can be strong. Well, I think in our culture in North America, um, you know, fighting is not part of everyday life. Uh, and people usually associate fighting with either a play for dominance or, you know, uh, springing from some kind of a anger or confrontation. So psychologically, they want to equate, you know, a large amount of visible tension or aggression with any kind of strike uh, or hit. Um, and as we learn in the Sistema, those kinds of things really just are, they're not healthy in the long run, uh, but they also create a lot of tension within you and they limit your ability to deliver uh, power through strikes. So the, the big thing I think for me that I've gained from Sistema is really learning how to calm myself down. You know, I'm, uh, you know, not quite so easily riled up as I was when I was much younger. Um, it has huge benefits in dealing with stresses of everyday life as well. But I've also found that my skills in martial arts, I think, have improved uh, dramatically. Um, you know, just a couple of years in Sistema added so much. Uh, I probably tripled or quadrupled uh, everything, you know, I'd learned uh, before that. Did, did you make any attempt to continue training in Taekwondo or other martial arts while you were training Sistema in parallel? Or did you just, once you found Sistema, you were like, oh, this is the one for me and just moved over whole, wholesale, defected? <laughs> no, to, to be honest, I, I stuck with it. Um, one of the reasons is because I'd just done it so long, right? And, you know, there's different levels of belts and you kind of have your eyes set on certain things. And at certain levels, you can also get uh, qualified to be a judge you know, because Taekwondo is is a pretty large sport internationally. It's in the Olympics. So the idea of getting certified as a judge and being able to judge competitions, and as I also speak Korean, uh, there was a possibility of getting invited to judge uh, international competitions, maybe even the Olympics. And, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of th stuff is often paid for. So, <laughs> you know, there was a bit of an incentive. A part of it also was that I trained with these guys for so long um, that even though I knew um, there wasn't much value I wasn't going to increase my skills there anymore. I, I felt bad kind of just turning my back on them and, and walking away. So it took a while. Um, but eventually I did kind of gradually uh, to separate almost from day one. You know, you, you do two or three systemic classes a week and then, you know, two Taekwondo ones. And every time you'd finish a systemic class, you'd come out of it feeling like, you know, you'd made some progress. If you were feeling bad or tired in the morning before class, you know, you had to drag yourself up to the school. When you left, you felt amazing, mm -hmm. you know, relaxed. The benefits you got from doing a class lasted all day. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I was making progress still in the Taekwondo. It wasn't like that. You know, you you'd do a class and you felt like you'd worn yourself out. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, had you done like, you know, three kicks a split second faster than you did the last class, you know, who knows, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so it became obvious fairly quickly, um, that I was just sticking with the, uh, the Taekwondo just because it had been something I'd done so long and because of the connections that I had there with the people. Uh, but in terms of the focus of my training, um, 
even when I continued to do Taekwondo, I tried to alter the training as much as possible, you know, to even the stances and things like that for kicks, we don't use them in Sistema. So I would try to, you know, kick differently in Taekwondo, more like we might in the uh, Sistema. I'd focus more on my breathing than the actual drills that we were doing. Um, and I think, you know, some people kind of noticed that and some people picked up that there might be some benefits for it. And some people kind of thought that I was, uh, you know, drifting away. Um, but it didn't really bother me too much. Um, I always knew, even from, you know, the first week of classes in Sistema, that if it came down to choosing one over the other, it would be Sistema, no question. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the end, it kind of uh, ended up that way. Do you still maintain kind of like your friendships and your links to Korea? I mean, you've learned Korean and got, sounds like got fairly immersed in that culture. Do you still travel to Korea and just hang out? Yeah, yeah. The past couple of years, I've actually been there two or three times a year. Um, I've got, there's a large Korean community in Toronto uh, that I'm pretty close with. Uh, I've done some Sistema seminars in Korea. Um, in the past, there's a, a small but a very dedicated group of uh, folks there. Um, so I enjoy training with them whenever I get the chance. Uh, you know, some of the old Taekwondo people I know, uh, I still keep in contact with them, but it's more as friends. I don't really uh, do that kind of training anymore. And is there is there any aspect that you've seen that's kind of, has there been a, like a cultural shift in yourself now, um, hanging out and training less in the kind of, in the Taekwondo and the Korean mindset and making a shift to hanging out with all these Russians in Toronto and training with them. Is it, are there aspects of that that have rubbed off on you in the way that maybe the Taekwondo training did before? Um, I don't know. I, I think the, uh, you know, the, the Sistema attitude is a little bit more kind of nonchalant. Mm. Um, you know, it's not so much uh, in your face and for show. Uh, as a traditional Taekwondo tends to be, um, you know, they do a lot of demonstrations, you know, that you've got the uniforms and the belts and, uh, you know, the bowing and everything like that. In uh, the Sistema, it's much more casual, uh, which I think contributes to a, a very uh, easy and flowing learning environment. Um, but it also tends to make you maybe not think you're so special. Um, in that, you know, you work your way up through Taekwondo and you get, you know, certain levels of black belts and you think you're pretty cool, <laughs> um, maybe cooler than you really are. Um, Sistema, I think it keeps you humble, um, you know, because you learn a lot of different things. You really understand what your limitations are, um, how much growth you need, you know, what the possibilities are. But for me, the biggest thing, uh, about Sistema was in Taekwondo, it was pretty easy to judge my progress because you'd have a certain levels of instructors, you know, maybe they'd started 20 years before you, but they all seemed to get to a certain level and plateau. So you could see yourself over the years approaching their level. Training with Vladimir and Sistema, you know, you see yourself improving, but Vladimir constantly improves as well. Uh, so after more than 10 years, <laughs> I, I think he's probably, you know, uh, continued to grow and improve his skills and his abilities uh, at a much faster rate than I have. So there's probably a bigger gap now. Um, and, you know, if you're short-sighted, that might seem a little disheartening. Um, but if you think in the long run, to be able to learn from someone like that, you know, who hasn't just reached a point where, you know, the videos I first made, uh, that I first watched, he made probably 15 years ago. Um, and the level of skill he demonstrated there and calmness, uh, his presence was amazing. Um, 
where he is now is, you know, is uh, so far above that as well, that it gives you something, you know, in Sistema that you can keep coming, you know, for another 10 years, another 20 years, and there's always going to be more uh, that you can contribute to your own development, more that you can learn. And you have people around you who are growing at the same rate, uh, some of them faster. Uh, so there's always uh, more reason to come, something higher to shoot for. So now you're teaching um you're teaching classes up at Toronto HQ um, fairly regularly and international seminars as well. Yeah, I teach a uh, breathing class. I alternate with some of the other instructors. So usually when I'm in Toronto, I teach the breathing class uh, every Wednesday. And uh, Eric Torres and I alternate uh, the adult uh, classes on Saturdays. Uh, any other time when uh, Vladimir or the other top instructors like the twins are not available, then I um, am often asked to fill in for them. Uh, there's a good number of instructors up there as well now. There's about five or six of us who regularly rotate through classes. Um, I've been fortunate enough that I like to travel, and uh, I've met so many people from uh, Europe and Asia and the U.S. Uh, at headquarters that uh, <clears throat> if I let them know I'm going to be in their area, oftentimes we are able to work something out, uh, train together, whether it's in a seminar or just uh, doing a class together. Uh, so that's one of the really enjoyable parts uh, about Sistema. Yeah, let's say on a, on a personal level, I've always, every time I go up to Toronto for a visit, you know, a couple of times a year, I'm up there for like 10 days or something and at a time and your breathwork classes and also your um, general martial arts classes are up there. I always find they have this atmosphere of calmness and just uh, very like, let's not rush this. Let's just kind of explore the sensation and take time to build this up and, and, and make sure these skills are solid, right? Rather than kind of rush ahead of what we're doing as and it's a defining characteristic that you seem to be in no hurry when, you, when you're teaching. And I, I really enjoy that. Is that something that, is that an innate part of your personality or is it something that you affect when you're teaching to help people? Well, I, I wasn't originally like that. As a child, I think I was very impatient. I wanted to get stuff done, accomplish things very quickly. Um, I think I lead classes like that more because it's what I need. Mm -hmm. uh, but fortunately, I think it's also what a lot of people need. Um, you know, intention that we have creates a sense of uh, urgency sometimes uh, and can lead to frustration if we don't meet, uh, you know, certain timetables in our progress or how much we want to do. And, and that leads to uh, development of tension, whether it's in the body or whether it's in the psyche. Uh, so being able to slow down, it's good for me personally. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, a lot of people do like it. Um, you know, you don't always have to train like that. And that's one of the good things about headquarters is there's a lot of different instructors and different styles. Um, but I found it to be very useful. In fact, after about the third year of teaching, um, sorry, studying Sistema, I kind of reached the point, uh, even Constantine mentions it in his book, uh, the Sistema Manual, you go through various phases. You know, in the beginning, you learn some things very quickly and you're very proud of your new skills and abilities and what you've learned. Um, and then you get deeper into it and you start to realize how much you don't know. Uh, and you feel like, well, I, you know, even though you've noticeably improved, you feel like maybe you don't know anything or you can't do anything. Um, and then frustration can come. You know, as I mentioned, you see, you know, Vladimir and the other top instructors continue the progress and you can't quite, you know, keep up with their level. So frustration can come. And I've noticed that not just in myself, but in, in uh, the other people I've been lucky enough to train with. Um, for me, the big turning point, and I think the point where I really noticed that my training in system improved was one day I sat in class and I thought to myself, you know, I just really love coming here. And it's time for me to stop thinking about how good I can get at this 
and to just come here as often as I can and work hard at it, you know, to make myself feel good, uh, you know, to do it because I enjoy it and because I love it. And coincidentally or not, from that point, I think that's when uh, I noticed the most improvement as well, when I stopped worrying about, uh, you know, how much improvement I was making. So I tried to to put that a little bit into the classes, uh, urge people to slow down, uh, to take time to feel, um, you know, whether they deliver a strike, whether they receive one, how they move. Uh, there's so much for us to study in our movement and in our breathing uh, that if we're not slowing down, I think we're doing ourselves a, a disservice. It doesn't mean you can never train fast. It's good to test yourself and challenge yourself and see if you can you know, do the things that you do slowly, if you can do them quickly. But um, even the, the most basic exercises, you know, when I lead a class and, you know, Vladimir does the same warm-ups, you know, you just have people move on the ground. Mm. And the idea really is, you know, it's part of the warm-up, so you want everyone to relax themselves a little bit, stretch themselves, get rid of tension. Um, but you look around the room and you can see maybe out of 20 or 30 people, there's only one or two people who are actually doing that drill to the point where they can learn something from it. You know, there's probably, you know, half or more are doing it and they are relaxing themselves and a few are warming themselves up and there's always a handful who are like, you know, why are we doing this? Let's hit each other. <laughs> you know, they want to get, get right to work. But even moving on the ground, you can learn so much about how much power you have in different positions. You know, if you need to escape from someone on the ground, how comfortable are you? Does the movements you make, do they create tension in your body? Do they lock you? Do they stop you from making the next movement? Um, so you can really dig deeply into all of these exercises, studying just yourself. Um, so it makes a lot of sense to, to take more time on them, uh, to do them slowly, and to appreciate each exercise uh, for what it is. So we're here at uh, Bobby Schwartz's school down in Greenville, South Carolina, and you're teaching a seminar called Pillars of Systema this weekend. So uh, what's going to be your emphasis? Because obviously you can go to, in a lot of different directions. You could spend a whole weekend teaching just breath work or a whole weekend just teaching the structure or how to relax. So, And how are you going to put these things across? What's your kind of emphasis going to be? Okay, well, first off, I'm very grateful to uh, Bobby for inviting me down here uh, to train with his crew. My first time in South Carolina. It's a beautiful country. Um, so as you mentioned, the seminar is called Pillars of Systema. And I think most people are aware that uh, in Systema that we have four main principles, uh, the breathing, movement, relaxation, and structure or posture. And one of the things that I've kind of been working on myself and, and discovered for myself over the years was in the course of my training, whether I'm doing drills uh, on my own or with a partner, if something just doesn't seem to be working, um, it's very helpful for me to back up and check myself in each of those four areas. So first is, am I breathing? So we will do some breathing work. We did some at the warm-up uh, class last night. Um, and there's so much uh, you can do with breath. You need to, to test yourself in different uh, situations, positions, uh, levels of stress to see how comfortable you can breathe. Um, as you mentioned, you could literally work on this, you know, forever. When you do a seminar, it's good to mix things up to keep people active and engaged and, and interested. Um, the movement as well, we'll be exploring different types of movement. So not just big kind of gross motor skill movements or, or constant movement, but smaller, more subtle movements. Um, how to use movements to relax yourself, how to use your movement to bring you into a position 
where you can continue to move uh, very comfortably, uh, where you're at an advantage and your opponent is not. Uh, structure also very important. Um, you know, Vladimir talks a lot to us in class about opening ourselves. And uh, poor posture, poor structure often closes ourselves. And a lot of times that's due to tension. Tension or fear, uh, the body kind of pulls in on itself a little bit. Uh, so that limits our movements and also our ability to develop power uh, and deliver that. Um, relaxation, there's different ways to look at relaxation. A lot of people think systemic relaxation and they think of, you know, doing running and warm up and kind of letting your arms and shoulders flap around. Uh, and sometimes that's fine because if you feel you have tension, especially in the neck or shoulders, you know, some big movements, very relaxed movements will help get rid of that. Um, but true relaxation has more to do with a state of being in your body where you have freedom. So being truly relaxed, you should be able to feel your weight. You should be rid of unnecessary tension. That doesn't mean all tension. Um, for all movements, we need some degree of tension in the body. But I think most of us uh, have too much. So even if you look at something simple like holding a push-up position, most people are probably too tense in the arms, chest, shoulders. They could likely hold that same position with half or less of the amount of tension. Uh, and the reason that tension comes in is there's a lot of different things. We have ideas in our head about what a push-up should look like, you know, what exercise is. Uh, and the body expects that we're going to need to do a lot of work to make this happen, so it recruits a lot more muscle than, than you need. If you're doing work for a very short amount of time, you know, you can live with that. But if you're looking for, you know, long-term, uh, healthy ability to continuously work, to continuously move, then you need to find ways to move as efficiently as possible uh, with a minimum amount of tension. So these are the things that we'll be working on. We'll combine a lot of the traditional system exercises and drills, uh, partner work. We'll do some work with uh, tools such as uh, training knives and things like that because they add an element of uh, fear and tension that you need to learn how to overcome. And breath and movement are two of the big uh, things that will help you to work through that. Um, so very excited about the seminar, and I hope everyone's going to enjoy it. Um, it should be really, uh, really interesting. Yeah, I'm excited myself. Doubly so now. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Um, so kind of finally, people ask a lot of questions um, of instructors a lot of the time up at HQ and uh, online a little bit as well, about how best to train Sistema on their own. So do you have kind of like a personal practice or something that you do every day that's consistent um, that you'll do in order to work on these aspects of structure or kind of holding a minimal tension or things like that? Do you, do you have anything either that you do that you feel would be beneficial for other people to try between classes or maybe something that, you know, is intermittent or some sort of form of self-study that will help people out? Um, I do a lot of things, uh, a lot of small things. You know, like everybody, I have my problems, you know, I have, uh, you know, a bad habit of having a little bit of poor posture. Uh, um, so throughout the day, I will check myself. You know, I think everybody's probably read in Konstantin Komarov's book uh, that it's good to analyze yourself throughout the day, check for tension. Um, so for me, I check my posture a lot. You know, if I'm sitting at the computer doing work for a while, I make sure that every now and again, I just try to straighten my back not with tension, but to align things so that I can sit straight without, uh, you know, tension kind of pulling my shoulders in. Um, breathing is very important. 
And I usually start every day with breathing. When I wake up in the morning, I don't get out of bed until I've kind of checked my whole self. You know, So I start with some light breathing, make very small movements in the fingers and toes and the legs and just see how I feel if there's any tension left, you know, from uh, from the night's sleep. And then I'll start to breathe in different ways. You know, starting off light, I'll go a little bit deeper. Uh, and with your breath, you can actually energize yourself a little bit, bring power into the body. So I use my breathing to wake myself up a little bit. And then as relaxed as possible, just slowly get up. Um, I do most of the basic exercises, the push-ups, the leg raises, the squats um, every day. Um, every day I try to do them a little bit differently. So some days I'll do like a lot and other days I'll just do it once. Um, but I'll do it nice and slow and I'll try to relax myself and it depends on the condition I'm in. If I can get up first thing in the morning and do a full squat right down to the floor with my feet fairly close together and it feels comfortable, um, I'll probably sit there for 30 seconds to a minute and just try to find tension. Make small movements in my hips or my shoulders and breathe. See if I can make myself feel more stable in that position, a little bit heavier, feel my feet more on the floor. Um, other than that, your movement. You know, I try to move not just in my body, but also in my mind. Um, you know, there's a lot of stresses that everyone encounters every day in life, you know, whether it's driving in traffic um, or work. Um, so the same way we would move to dissipate the impact of a punch in Sistema or try to escape it, when those kinds of thoughts come, I try to, you know, make some movements internally, you know, in my mind or in my body to try to shrug them off a little bit. Um, so all these little things come about. I mean, Sistema really is something, it's not something you do a couple times a week, right? It's uh, the benefits of it are incorporating it into your life uh, every day. So um, what's next for you? Where do you hope to go with your Sistema training? Do you hope to do more travel and teaching or do you um, just hope to kind of stay put and improve or uh, what's next? Well, I, I really do love to travel and to meet all the folks. Everyone I've met through Sistema have just been absolutely wonderful people. I think Sistema attracts really good people. Um, so it's a real pleasure to be able to travel around the world and see new places. Uh, I was just in Po in France with Loic and uh, met his group. Uh, a number of the guys uh, were from uh, Basque Country Sistema, and they've come to Toronto. So to see them again, uh, Patrick in Amsterdam, uh, Bobby here in South Carolina. Um, I'd like to continue to do that. In terms of my personal training, um, I'd like to continue to improve. Um, I think most people who train Sistema are aware of the benefits that it has for health. Uh, I'm certainly not getting any younger. Um, you know, if I could be in even better shape than I am now, 10 or 15 years from now, uh, you know, still moving, still uh, strong, uh, I think that would be ideal for me. Well, thanks very much, Jason, for taking the time and looking forward to a great weekend of training ahead and, and next time we get to train up in Toronto. My pleasure. Thanks for coming down. Good to see you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about training at NC Sistema, you can visit us online at www.ncsistema.com. If you'd like to find out more about Sistema classes and seminars worldwide, please visit www.russianmartialart.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, please take a few minutes now to give us a review on iTunes. This is probably the best way of helping us get the word out. 
If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future guests and discussion topics, please contact us via www.ncsystema.com or email me directly at glenn at ncsystema.com. That's glenn with two n's at ncsystema.com. We welcome your feedback. Many thanks, good health, and see you in training. Thank you.